fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome into the program. It is a brand new week. It is a Monday, the greatest day of the entire week. Although, we're a little feisty today. A little fired up. Got a lot to talk about today for the first day of the week because obviously you have to slip through the politics on a weekend when no one's paying attention or else no one will know how angry to be. (laughs) So welcome into the show. We have a lot to talk about today. Thomas Rigsby. Tom Rigsby. He'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour. He's the executive director of American Contingency. We'll talk about the energy crisis going on across the Mid-America region. It has been hot here in Kansas. It was triple digits all weekend long again. Today's been kind of nice. Been kind of thoroughly enjoying today with the near 80 degree temperatures. Maybe that could linger for a couple of days. But uh, from Texas all the way up to to the Dakotas, it's been extremely hot and we need a break. What's it been doing to the energy? the energy crisis and now we have a brand new bill that apparently is going to save us all from that are you ready for that one we'll get into all that and more here in just a little bit so welcome into it broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in wichita kansas on our flagship radio station all over the country radio tv live streaming and podcasting however you watch or listening to the show we always love you and appreciate you your millennial general reporting for duty before we get into the hard politics which obviously there's a lot of hard politics that we need to discuss. Before we get into all that, hopefully you did have a great weekend. I was exhausted this weekend, man. It was a crazy week last week. It was good, but it was exhausting. And I worked hard over the weekend as well. Did get a nap. I got home Saturday after my local program, and I took like a four-hour nap. It was great. I don't remember the last time I took a nap in the middle of the day, but I did. It was awesome, and now I feel back at it, ready to go again. Yesterday, we started watching a brand-new TV show. And I've been, this one's been lingering for a while, but I finally got to watch it. It's called Vikings Valhalla. It's the new sequel on Netflix to the original Vikings program. And I powered through like five episodes of that yesterday afternoon, yesterday evening. So that was awesome. And feeling back at it, ready to go again for this whole week. As we, and then, you know what? I know why. I finally figured out why there's a fascination with that time era, with the, with the Middle Ages. Because outside of the ones that are like duking it out for power, for the kingship or for the lordship or trying to do the political power, everybody else, they're just living their life. There's no like government regulations, really. You got to pay some absurd taxes. So everybody was kind of poor and that was kind of stupid. But outside of that, like no one cared. They knew they weren't going to get into power because there was like a bloodline of people who said I'm a descendant of. So therefore, I am entitled to and which is stupid. And it's a caste system. But if you live outside of those areas and you lived in smaller communities, no one cared about power. No one cared about corruption. No one cared about trying to lord over individuals. You just live your life. And it wasn't about trying to pay the tax or trying to pay for education or trying to pay just to keep the lights on. All you had to do is survive. And I'm down with that. I say we go back to that mentality. We just survive. Just do your thing. You know, if you know how to hunt, if you know how to fish, if you know how to start a fire, then you're good. If you don't, well, then it sucks to be you. And you need to, like, partner up with somebody that knows how to do that stuff. Man, I'm telling you, I, I've joked for many years on the program that once, once the radio show just booms, 
you know, making millions of dollars doing this thing on a national broadcast, which is going to happen. I am manifesting it. We're making this happen. We bust our you-know-what every single day to grow this program little by little. And one of these days, it will happen. I'm buying a plot of land that is just going to be massive, and I'm going to just live off the grid and just be happy and just, you know, do my thing. And I can't wait for that. One of these days, man, one of these days it's going to happen. Because now... Apparently, congratulations, Democrats, you have officially rammed through your Green New Deal without calling it the Green New Deal. <laughs> I'm tell- I'm- you know what? Got to give me credit. You are tenacious. You are just stubborn and you won't say get no for an answer. You will continuously ram something down someone's throat, even if they don't want it, even if it's unpopular and even if it does more detriment and disaster than it actually does good, you will continue to ram it down people's throats and you will tell them that they like it until they actually believe you. And that is what I call consistency, man. That is determination and that is almost borderline obsession. So congratulations, Democrats, on this bill. I did not realize and I need I guess I need to reevaluate how I approach things with the proper terminology and a way to say things maybe a little bit nicer. And maybe a little bit different way, and I could get away with a heck of a lot more. For example, I'm going to use the terminology from the Biden administration, from the Democrats. I'm going to change things a little bit. Because if if you're not aware, this bill that just passed yesterday is the Green New Deal. It is. It is the socialist takeover of reforming all of the energy in the nation. It is raising taxes on evil rich people again. It is really raising taxes on everybody. It is forcing businesses to go green by like 2040. It is getting rid of electric vehicles. It's pushing more of electric vehicles, getting rid of the gas vehicles. It is pretty much doubling your electric, your electricity and your uh, utility bills until the electric companies go green, which is going to be way less efficient. So you're going to be spending more anyways. That's all that what this is. Well, they called it the Inflation Reduction Act. Now, I want to uh, show you a bit of the timeline of this bill. It started off at the beginning, at the running of the presidency in 2016, or in, uh, yeah, 2020. We're in 2020, running of the presidency. Yeah, 2020. During the presidential run, when there were still the primaries in 2020, 2019, AOC and the hack Democrats were pushing this quote unquote Green New Deal. If you remember, it was the overhaul, and we joked about it because it was such a laughable bill. It was overhauling the entire electric grid. It was overhauling all of the gas vehicles. It was overhauling everything, rebuilding all these new buildings to make sure they're green efficient, that they're energy efficient, and doing all this stuff. And we laughed at it because it was so stupid. Then they trimmed it, remodified a little bit, and they put it up uh, once Joe Biden got into office. They reintroduced it as the Build Back Better plan that was a reinvestment of the entire nation, focusing on green new energy, focusing on health care being an environmental issue, focusing on the quote-unquote less fortunate, focusing on the taxing of the evil rich people because they're a bunch of horrible rich people that have a lot of money while they themselves are them as well. And it failed miserably. Again, uh, handily because of Joe Manchin, the moderate Democrat who said it spent way too much money and just couldn't get over a few of the things, shot it down, killed it. Democrats were livid over Joe Manchin. This is the third reinvention of this bill, now called the Inflation Reduction Act. Now, what does it do to actually battle inflation? It doesn't do anything to battle inflation. In fact, it spends more money. It prints more money. 
to spend more money, to invest, quote-unquote, more money, meaning wasting money at the federal level, by expanding the IRS, by focusing on the Green New Deal energy issues, by focusing on health care issues, and somehow that's supposed to lower inflation by spending trillions upon trillions of dollars. So apparently, if you do the same thing but just call it something better each time, eventually people are going to like it based on if you hit the right trigger word where people are like, aha, I like it. And right now, inflation is a major issue, floating at near 9.2% inflation across the nation. We've uh, we've seen food prices go up near 10% over the year, year over year at this point in the game. And it's expected, according to CNBC and many economic experts, it's expected to go another 6 to 8% of an increase in food prices over the next year. So, yeah, inflation's a big issue for consumers. So what do Democrats do? You know what? That's the issue of the day. It's the flavor of the day. Let's go ahead and run it as the Inflation Reduction Act. does nothing for inflation, and it focuses on all these other socialist programs, but we call it the Inflation Act, so that way people think it's good and it's going to lower inflation. They're not going to sit and read the bill. They're going to trust us. We're going to say we're taking care of you, and we're going to tackle inflation and do all this other great stuff as well, and all of a sudden, boom, you got support. It's all wonderful hunky-dory. We can hold hands and sing kumbaya. I'm going to try this tactic with my wife. When we say we want dinner, and we get to that moat, and my wife and I get into this battle a lot. I'm like, what, what do we want to have for dinner? Well, I don't know. What do you want to have for dinner? I don't know. What you want to have for dinner? Let's have tacos, because my response is always, let's have tacos. Tacos are like the greatest thing on the face of the earth. So we need to have tacos. Now, we eat tacos like four nights a week already. Let's have tacos. No, Andy, I don't want to eat tacos. I don't want that again. I need to change the terminology. Instead of saying, honey, we're going to have tacos tonight. Honey, I'm not going to say that anymore. I'm going to say, honey... We're not going to have tacos. We're going to have Hispanic cuisine. All of a sudden, aha. What does that mean? Oh, I don't know. We're going to have tacos, but it's Hispanic cuisine. It's the same thing. We just got to call it something a little bit different. Why not? If I want to go out and have an adult beverage with one of the guys, I'm not going to tell her, Mrs. Voice of Reason, I need to go and have a beer with the dudes while you stay home with the little one. No, no. I got to rephrase it a little bit better. And if I say that and she says no, then I know I have to go to tactic B by trying it again, but in a different way. Honey, I'm not going out with the boys tonight to have an adult beverage. I'm giving you personal mommy time without dad. You know, so, you know, I'm not trying to like force on the back rub that, you know, you get annoyed by when it's not just a back rub kind of. No, no, honey, don't worry about it. You're going to have personal mommy time while daddy goes away to give you that personal quiet mommy time. I am attempting the change in tactic here to see if it works, because obviously if Democrats do that enough, then it works and then they pass it and then it's all great. Looking at this bill, let's get into what's trending. What's trending today? (laughs) We'll see how, by the way, I'm going to try some of these tonight and see how well it works out on the home front. I'll let you know tomorrow. And if I come back in with a black eye, then you'll know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She doesn't do that. But uh, if I sleep on the couch and my neck has a crick on it, then you'll know why as well. So there it is. The Inflation Reduction Act officially passed in the Senate yesterday. It was a tie with the 50-50 vote, the tiebreaker by Vice President Kamala Harris as she cackled her way through her vote in the support now, which means it's going to happen. We know it's going to happen because Democrats have a majority in the House right now. The Biden administration's itching to get this bill onto their desk to sign it as soon as it passes the House of Representatives. So this is going to now be bill, uh, be 
in effect the Inflation Reduction Act, a.k.a. the Build Back Better plan, a.k.a. the Green New Deal with a another step in centralized health care from Medicare, uh, uh, borrowing money from Medicare to pay for Obamacare, along with green new energy stuff, along with tax increases, along to run you out of your utility bill. And I know i got to take a break here in just a minute, so we'll go over the details when we come back. But Schumer, man, Chuck Schumer, he was all about it. He was all about it with this Inflation Reduction Act on how great this is going to be. All right. Well, we're feeling pretty good. Um, as you know, for years, many in Washington have promised to tackle some of the biggest challenges facing our nation only in fall short. But with the Inflation Reduction Act, the Democratic-led Senate is delivering historic climate change legislation. We're delivering lower prices on prescription drugs. We're delivering lower energy costs, including your electric bill going down. And we're delivering on deficit reduction, as well as tax fairness. This is a very, very, very big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal because you're going to destroy the nation. Explain to me how any of that, any of it, is actually supposed to reduce inflation. Now, you talk to any economic expert outside of the ones that are funded by the Fed, funded by the federal government, funded by Congress in some way, shape, or form, and you talk to them and you say, hey, printing trillions of dollars to inject it back into the system to overhaul the entire system, what is that going to do? The very first thing they're going to say is, well, that's going to raise taxes and cause inflation. But oh no, not this time, because we call it the Inflation Reduction Act instead of the Inflation Increasing Act, we're going to see... The opposite, right? It's going to work out in Democrats' favors as long as they tell us because they've never misled us in any way, shape, or form. We'll talk about this when we come back. It's a Monday here on The Voice Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, it is 24 minutes past the hour. You know, I probably shouldn't give out my strategies on the radio. Mrs. Voice of Reason apparently caught on. Gonna have to come up with strategy B. Again, just use that same tactic and reword it again. Ha! See? <laughs> what it is welcome back into the program so what does this bill actually entail let's get into what's trending what's trending today and i think it's appropriate that we kind of break this down according to the hill as we try and figure out what we're going to do about this thing because it's going to be an absolute disaster but according to the hill.com that focuses on really three different parts in this bill this inflation reduction act that's supposed to lower inflation and put money back into our pockets again one is supposed to focus on energy in environment and in climate. As Chuck Schumer says, it's absurd to think that's going to cause inflation in this nation. Now, Republicans Oops. are scraping the bottom of the barrel for justification to oppose this bill. First, they said it would increase inflation. That was debunked by expert after expert. Then Lies. they said it would increase taxes. That was also proven false. Lies. Now, actually, top Republicans are admitting it won't raise tax rates for middle-class families. They, they, they can't even seem to lay a glove on this. They don't know what to do. Bueller. Then they said it would hurt job growth, and Liar. now we know job growth, and now we know this bill will create nine million new jobs. So at its Liars. core, the in Inflation Reduction Act is a life-saving, job-creating, cost-reducing <laughs> bill. It's what the American people want. It's what the country so desperately needs. Bueller. Bueller. Liars. Liars. Here's what the bill actually entails, according to TheHill.com. One focuses in the environment, energy, and climate as they give tax credits for extended for energy production and the investment of technologies, including wind, solar, and geothermal energies. Tax credits on extended additional technologies. Many of the incentives also contain bonuses for companies based on how much they pay their workers and offer credits for manufacturing steel, iron, and other components in the U.S. Consumers and businesses will get incentives to make cleaner energy choices. Fossil fuel production on public lands will be bolstered. The future of solar and wind on public lands and wind in public waters would be tied to the requirements to hold lease sales that open up new oil and gas production. In other words, if you're going to open up new areas to drill for oil or natural gas, you have to put on some type of alternative energy or we're going to tax the hell out of you or just disregard the application altogether. New program investments in climate, cost increases for fossil fuel production on public lands, commodities that face high pollution get relief. $3 billion to go to environmental justice block grants. Community-led programs addressing harms from climate change and pollutants. <laughs> Does that sound like it's going to help inflation? Oh, no. No, we're just going to punish those that actually do things that we don't like. 
In the healthcare industry, Medicare can negotiate lower prices. As the bill would allow Medicare to negotiate prices for some drugs for the first time, a policy Democrats have been trying to enact for years. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong here. I could be wrong here. Let me see. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Come on, man. That's right. Ah. Donald Trump did that. That's right. I thought we already lowered pharmaceutical prices that were reversed when the Biden administration took over. That's right. Drug costs can be capped, but largely only for Medicare patients. So get on with the government, man. Because if not, then you're going to be paying up the wazoo for pharmaceuticals. Only the government benefits are going to be the ones that give you that lower cost. People enrolled in the American health care or the American, uh, whatever, the ACA Obamacare, plan to get an extension on premium assistance. In the tax level, large corporations may be paying more for climate and health measures within the bill. Those evil corporations, man, they got to pay more. they got to pay their fair share. they got to pay more for those green energies, and they got to pay more for your health care to cover stuff because they're just evil, and we hate them, and we want them to leave the nation, we want them to not make profits, and we want them to not gain anything so that way we can they can become stagnant, and then we run out of money. It's the great socialist communist dream. More on this with Tom Rigsby when we come back here on The Voice of Reason for a Monday. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, John, welcome back into the program, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. We always love you and appreciate you very, very much. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. Look, if you're on the other side of the aisle and you think that this is the greatest thing since sliced bread, I truly do want to hear from you. Email me, network at gmail.com. HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Heck, we'll even schedule a time to get you on as our special guest of the day to talk about how great this Inflation Reduction Act is at actually lowering inflation in the nation and how apparently it's the government's duty now to overhaul the entire system, crash the economy just so we can have alternative energies and feel better about ourselves. Not quite sure how that's going to work, but you know what? If you feel like that's you, give us a call on the show. And email me, who's your media network at gmail.com to talk about some of this and more as we see this insane heat wave. Now, luckily, I am so happy that today is a little bit cooler where I'm based out of, out of Wichita, Kansas, where our flagship radio station is. Uh, it's about 80 degrees here today. I will take that, baby. It has been triple digits for the last two weeks, and I'm not okay with that. 
I've told you before, I'm the kind of guy that kind of likes it when it's, I will, I will love it, love it. If it's stuck about 40 degrees all year long and I could wear shorts and a t-shirt at that 40 degree temperature and I would be happy as a clam. Triple digits, man. I'm not okay with that. And my electric bill didn't like that either. I saw a $300 utility bill last month thanks to that extreme heat. So there's that, and we need to try and find a way to not allow that to happen again to talk about some of that and a heck of a lot more. What's trending today? Let's talk about what's going on with the industry of energy. I'm excited to have on. He's the executive director of American Contingency, which you can find online, AmericanContingency.com. Mr. Tom Rigsby back with us here. Tom, how are you, brother? Man, I'm doing great, Andy. Just, uh, as you said, living the dream, man. Living the dream. That's what we do. This is insanity now. We have the heat streak that's been going through anywhere from Texas all the way up to the Dakotas. I've been in the middle of that where I'm based out of with Kansas. We have now this Ameri- this uh, Inflation Reduction Act that's supposed to actually make energy more efficient by investing in alternative energies, when all I'm seeing is that I could see that three to $400 electric bill be kind of a consistent thing over the next couple of years. Well, it, it, it's ironic to me, Andy, that we hear them talk on, on, on one side of the issue uh, with, about climate change, right? And how if, if we don't do something different, the, the planet's heating up, so it's warmer. Okay, fine. Well, now we need air conditioning. Well, we, we need to combat global warming by, you know, alternative energy and I don't know. It's a mess. What I want is to be able to set my thermostat where I want it to be and be able to run the air conditioner, right? Yeah. And if if we can do that with alternative energies, then that's great. But what we are seeing and what you know people across the country are experiencing this summer is that we're not there yet with those alternative energies. And in the areas where we do have some great alternative energy production, we don't have a great distribution system. Sure. Right. And so it's it's a very tenuous system right now. It really is. I mean, there's a big difference between a farm or a personal house that says, you know what, I want to put a solar panel on my roof to try and generate a little bit extra electricity so that way I can do it on my own and I don't strain the uh, the grid as much. There's a difference between that. There's a difference between a farmer that says, I want to put a windmill up there to help generate some electricity on the farm to be able to pump the water pumps that I have in there for the agriculture, for the animals, or for whatever. There's a difference between that and saying, Let's buy out a quarter of the land in an entire state and put massive windmill farms and solar panel farms out just to produce a quarter of the electricity that's needed for the population in the state because it's so inefficient, it doesn't work on a grand scale. We're not to that point yet, and they just don't get that concept. No, you're exactly right. They don't. But those, those local homeowners, those farmers, those ranchers who can put out solar panels, windmills, they're having an impact, right? right? They are reducing their dependence on the system and on the network. And that's one of the things that we evangelize all the time is find ways to reduce your dependence. Right. You know, are we stockpiling a bunch of food? I, so you could call it that. I call it having a little extra so that when it's five times its normal price or my grocery <laughs> store can't carry it, I'm not, you know, I still have the food that my family needs. Sure. Right. And, and so if I can put up solar panels or windmills and I can, I can reduce my dependence on the system, that's a good thing. 
That's a good thing for me individually, and it's a good thing for the system as a whole. Exactly. But like you mentioned, I mean, that's the big difference between a private individual, a private consumer choosing to do that on their own, and an entire public sector trying to convert over to that when it's not prepared to do such a thing. But they think that if they do that, then everybody that's wanting to do it on that individual level is just going to love them to death. But when we can't get it, I mean, look, we're we're in triple-digit weather across most of these states already. Texas has tried to go alternative energy for a good few years now. Their grid has been strained immensely with these triple-digit heats over this summer to where we've seen potential brown and blackouts in, in the state of Texas, largely because they're not allowed to open up any coal plants. Right. So ERCOT, the, the Energy Reliability Council of Texas, they run the Texas power grid, has told all the consumers, all the ERCOT consumers, hey, be prepared for brownouts or, or blackouts because that's the only thing we have left to manage the load distribution. Yeah. Well, if that's the only thing that you have left, then there's a problem. Yeah. I mean, you, you haven't built sufficient capacity into the system. You don't have sufficient distribution. And now those of us that are dependent on, on receiving those services, and, and when we need them the most, by the way, when it is triple digits outside, oh, by the way, this afternoon, we're going to turn your electricity off. <laughs> that, that's just, that's crazy. That is crazy. Do you think, I mean, it, with this push now, and now that they pass it, it's going to happen. I mean, the House obviously is going to pass it with this Inflation Reduction Act that has nothing to do with inflation. The president's going to sign it. They're going to start implementing this. Are we going to see this same mentality in what we're seeing in Texas? Is that going to be the new norm across the nation to where the most stable, the strongest, the most powerful nation on the face of the earth is going to be experiencing potential brown and blackouts across the nation because we can't keep up with energy demands? Well, I think, you know, as I said a few minutes ago, we clearly haven't figured this problem out yet. Mm. And so to think, okay, well, because as I've been monitoring this story developing, that's not the way that they're positioning. We do have the answer. We just need the funds to be able to build the system. Okay, well, show me where a system is working like this. Sure. Right? Because we don't have one yet. And, you know, I I think what we're going to see, and this push toward electric vehicles, where is the electricity going to come from to charge the vehicle? Yeah, that's the struggle. It's coming from the same system that can't run the air conditioning right now. Yeah, that's going to be cutting it off. We see laws in California where they try, they talked about trying to cap your water usage to actually have a timer built into apartments to time your showers to five minutes so that way you don't waste any water by sitting in the shower for too long because they want to conserve water. That's what we're going to see with our air conditioners. That's what we're going to see with our heaters if they continue on down this road. Uh, And it's going to, it is scary to think about the ideal utopian uh, progressive mindset when it comes to energy because they just don't get this. Well, it's, it's a race to the least common denominator, right? When you, when you want uh, equality of outcomes, then the outcomes are always the minimum outcomes, yeah. right? And so we talk about if, if we want everybody to suffer together, then that means everybody's thermostat is going to be at 80 degrees, <laughs> right? It, it, uh, and that's, that's what we're looking at, Andy, and I, I just don't understand why they think that this is going to be any different. Now, you know, the cynical side of me looks at this new spending package and thinks, okay, well, half of that's going to to pork, 
um, maybe half of it actually reaches something that that might be able to be brought online five to ten years from now. Sure. Well, you know, okay, great. Um, my air conditioning is not working this afternoon. Right. Right. So, so how do we solve that problem? And we have tools and resources available to us. If we want to pursue these alternative sources, then we should. I think that's a good idea. But let's don't, you know, cut our legs out from underneath us while we're trying to do that. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, let's invest into it. Let's try and make it more efficient. Let's try and streamline the process to make it cost effective for consumers and make it as cheap as possible. So that way it's comparable to coal and natural gas and everything else that we have. But the problem is right now, it's not. And when we jump into it head first and we don't allow the system to actually make it as efficient as possible, we're going to see what we're going to see right now. We're talking with Tom Rigsby, Executive Director of American Contingency. Uh, why isn't, and we got about a minute before we have to take a break here, but why don't you think that nuclear is in this conversation? Because that's an extremely efficient source. France has about 80% of their energy running off of nuclear, and they haven't had any issues. Why don't we bring that into it? And then I'd feel a little bit better about this conversation. Well, the simple answer, Andy, I think is because it does solve the problem. <laughs> and, and, and if we solve the problem, then, then they lose their, uh, they lose their talking point. Sure. Right. It, it, I mean, we've had where my hometown is North Alabama. We have nuclear power there. We have hydropower there Two of the cleanest forms of energy that you can get. And, and we have a couple of coal plants too, but I mean, it's, why not? I mean, that's a that's a great question. I think it's a question as as citizens and as conservators of the planet, we should be asking those questions. Why aren't you pursuing this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the political flavor kind of went downhill. I mean, after George W. Bush's uh, time in office, I mean, no one's really talked about nuclear. That's really been the last time I heard a, a national conversation on that type of energy. Let's take a break here real quick. We're talking with Tom Rigsby, Executive Director of American Contingency. Check out the website, AmericanContingency.com. Got a lot of great stuff on there. We'll talk about that when we come back. Plus, Tom, you mentioned food. We'll talk about food preparation, the food shortages going on when we come back as well. Right around the corner here for a Monday on The Voice Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, well, we're feeling pretty good. Um, as you know, for years, many in Washington have promised to tackle some of the biggest challenges facing our nation only to fall short. But with the Inflation Reduction Act, the Democratic-led Senate is delivering historic climate change legislation. We're delivering lower prices on prescription drugs, we're delivering lower energy costs, including your electric bill going down, and we're delivering on deficit reduction, as well as tax fairness. This is a very, very, very big deal. Ugh. Uh, there it is. That was Chuck Schumer, the hack Democrat that's uh, all giddy about this one. By the way, Americans for Tax Reform, ATR.org, has a breakdown on what we could see as potential increases on this bill, including $6.5 billion natural gas tax. Oh, wait a second. I thought I wasn't supposed to tax anybody under $400,000. Wait, hold on a second. Wait, wait a second. I thought it wasn't supposed to increase taxes for anybody except for those above $400,000 a year. The bill imposes a regressive tax on American oil and gas development, meaning the tax will drive up the cost of household energy bills. The Congressional Budget Office estimates the natural gas tax will increase taxes by $6.5 billion nationwide, mingled among individuals in the private sector. The letter to Congress from the American Gas Association warns that the methane tax that they're also implementing would amount to a near 17% increase on the average family's natural gas bill. 17%. How many people can afford their 17% gas bill increase? Now that's on top of the food da- uh, food inflation that we've seen, which again, this is the Inflation Reduction Act. I think when they passed this, it was opposite day because inflation is supposed to go down, not up when you pass a bill called the Inflation Reduction Act. But instead, we're seeing an increase, 17% increase on natural gas if you use natural gas or propane in the country. Also, your food, we've seen a 10 point whatever percent increase in food prices year over year. And according to CNBC and economic experts, they're seeing a food increase of another anywhere between 6 to 8% increase on food over the next 12 months as well. Tom Rigsby's hanging out with us right now. AmericanContingency.com is the website. Tom, let's talk about food for a second. You mentioned it earlier about you know having a stash of food just in preparation just in case it's way too damn expensive. Uh, at some point, I think we're going to see food way too flipping expensive, aren't we? Well, we are, Andy. And 
you know, it's not just whether it's expensive, it's whether it's even on the shelf for us to get. Mm. You know, right now, one of the things that we are seeing in the, in the um, wholesale meat industry, the cattle producers, they're dumping their herd yeah. because they don't have the money to buy the hay to feed them over the winter. So they're selling them now. Well, that's going to give us a short-term feeling like the price of beef and beef products is going down. But what's that steak going to cost you next spring? Right. And, you know, we, we cannot. I, I was listening to that clip from, from Schumer. You can't give me a list of all the things where the price is going to go down, 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 reduce, down, down, and not tell me how to pay, how you're going to pay for it. Right. You know, we, we, we talk about free health care, free education, free this, free that. Free to who? Sure. Because those, those doctors, those professors, those, you know, they, those people still have to be paid. And so right now, you know, with the, the food situation, we're hanging a lot of that on the backs of farmers. And yes, there are some corporate farmers, but there are a lot of small independent farmers that it's just not financially feasible for them to continue. And when they stop producing, that's when we're going to see a, a reduction in availability on the shelf. And what is on the shelf, the quality will be less and the price will be ridiculously high. In about 20, 30 seconds as we kind of wrap up the program here, do you think that in the economic side uh, or on the agricultural side and food side of things, do you think that we're going to go uh, uh, kind of a transition and an overhaul in the system from uh, markets that are nationwide to kind of going back to local you know, farm markets, farmers markets in your local area? Is that what we're going to see as things kind of reset themselves again? Yeah, I sure do, Andy, because I'm going to have to grow my own food. And neighbors will band together to be able to do that. Yeah, I think that's where we're going. That's the direction we're going to be going, which I think in the in the end might actually be a good thing so we can get back to like real food and not GMO stuff or all the processed crap to try and let it preserve as they travel, you know, six weeks across the nation. So maybe that's a good thing. Maybe everything turns out better in the end, but we'll see. It's going to be a strain as the system tries to evolve and move on. It is Tom Rigsby, Executive Director, American Contingency, AmericanContingency.com. Tom, I appreciate it, my friend. Always a pleasure. Let's do it again soon. You betcha. Anytime. Hey, always a pleasure. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. Until then, we'll continue this conversation tomorrow. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.